Hey mama, on today's podcast, we get to hear the birth story of first-time mom, Castley, who shares her experience of going from wanting an epidural and feeling unprepared for birth to desiring an unmedicated birth and educating and empowering herself just two weeks before the birth of her son. If you want to understand the importance and impact of education and mindset is on your birth, you are going to love Castley's story. Education played such a huge role in Castley's decision-making for her birth and allowed her to welcome the sensations of birth, knowing they were bringing her baby to her. If you want to be empowered through education, the Built to Birth online course is available for you now to build up your mind, body, and team for a happier, healthier, and easier birth. You can access the childbirth prep class by going to my website, builttobirth.com, linked in the show notes. But for now, let's listen to Castley's birth story. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Thank oh you gosh. for taking time out of a crazy day to chat and let of us course. hear your birth story. I'm so excited. Of course. I just want to thank you so much because like I I had to reach out. I was like, I need to find her email somewhere because you helped me <laughs> so much through my labor and delivery. Oh my gosh. I couldn't have done it without you. Seriously. Oh, well, I mean, I think that's on you because you were the one who was proactive about, you know, getting the information when you did. And so that's on you. And congratulations. You. Is it, was it your first baby? It was my first baby, a uh, healthy baby boy. He was born at seven pounds, 13 ounces um, on June 15th. So, oh my goodness. He's happy and healthy. And he is so just over a month Nona right now. Yeah, okay. he's just over a month right now. His Nona was like, I'll watch him so that you can take some time and, you know, just go through the podcast because I literally write and rave about you to everybody. <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. Well, I'm Thank so you. excited to hear about just the impact of educating yourself and finding empowerment and how that impacted your your birth experience. Um, yeah. But before we get started, why don't we just, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit so we get to know you? Okay. My name is Kesley Flo. I, um, I live in South Florida. Um, I just moved down here about four years ago. I'm originally from Washington state. Um, I, me and my husband met about two years ago and we had our first baby together. So that's me. <laughs> Yay. I love it. Well, I'm so excited, like I said, to have you here on the Built to Birth podcast. And I know all the moms listening are going to fall in love with you and your story. So why oh, don't we just you. hop into your story now and kind of start okay. with uh, pregnancy a little bit and how okay. you kind of viewed birth before you experienced experienced it for the first time. So... I, we found out we were pregnant and so excited. Um, we had been trying for- Were you guys planning? Okay. Yeah. We had been trying for like probably about four months. And, um, and so we finally found out that we were pregnant. But the thing is, is I have a heart condition, me personally. Mm -hmm. And so I was always wanting to get that taken care of before getting pregnant because I never knew how that would affect my pregnancy. And so mm -hmm. that was a little bit rough in the beginning. We had to go to a um, high-risk OBGYN for that. And so I was just really scared. And I looked up on, on Google, um, which I probably shouldn't have done. It's a heart <laughs> condition called supraventricular tachycardia. So my heart rate just goes like double the speed that it's supposed to sometimes. Mm -hmm. And um, 
And it said like, you can't, you pretty much can't go and have a C-section. Now I don't know how true this is, but they were like, you can't have a C-section because if you go into the tachycardia in the C-section, then it makes a, it makes it higher risk for you and the baby. And so that was terrifying for me. So I was like, oh my gosh, I don't want, I really don't want to have a C-section because that's just terrifying. So I was already Mm -hmm. going into like my labor, like I don't want to go have a Mm C-section. And, but then pretty much the the whole pregnancy, I wanted a, um, I knew that I wanted a epidural Mm -hmm. and, um, and so everybody was always asking me like, Oh, like, um, are you prepared to have birth? And I, my response would be like, well, he has to come out one way or another. So Mm. like, I don't care. However that happens, happens. happens. Yeah. But I wasn't like educating myself and I was watching a lot of YouTube videos, but I was watching what to pack in my hospital bag, which we'll get Mm. to that down the road. (laughs) I was Uh, watching how to take care of a newborn the first month and Mm. all these different videos, what you need, like what you should put on your registry. And it never dawned on me to research how, like what to expect during labor. Mm. And Mm. so, um, on July or on June 2nd, I call, I thought that I had went into labor because I thought that my water broke. And so I call (laughs) my husband And I'm like, Jake, you need to get home right now. I literally just, my water broke all over the floor. I ran to the bathroom. I called my OBGYN. They were like, okay, come down to the hospital. And mind you, the hospital is about 40 minutes away that I had to deliver at because of my heart condition. And so we drove down and they asked me, they were like, are you having any contractions? And I was like, yeah, it was horrible. On the way down though, I, um me and Jake made a video in our car and I was like, we're going into labor. And both of us said in that video, I thought it was going to be a little bit more dramatic than that. And (laughs) we were like, we were hoping for a little bit more drama. Like, (laughs) so it was funny because they asked me at the, when we went in, um, if I had been having contractions and I was like, oh yeah, totally contractions, like a couple minutes apart, whatever. So they tested me and they were like, um, it doesn't look like your water broke and come to find out I had like peed myself, <laughs> which was so embarrassing <laughs> because we told everyone, we told oh, our parents, we told our, our siblings, like everybody. And so I had to like re- <laughs> retract that. I was like, actually, we didn't go into labor <laughs> and oh my it goodness. just shows you how much your mind plays tricks on you because I mm. wasn't having contractions. I was having minor Braxton Hicks. Mm. And if I would have known, um, if I would have known what contractions actually felt like at that yeah. time, we wouldn't have been making the video because when I was actually in labor and Jake tried to take a video in the car the same way, and I was holding on to like the seat like this, and I was like, Turn the video off, please. I'm just trying to concentrate. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. But it's hard to know as a first time mom because everything is new. Everything is, you're experiencing it for the very first time. And so, you know, it is like so many women go into the hospital thinking, like, I think I'm having contractions. And it's like, no, those are Braxton Uh Hicks. Like, drink some water, lay down, like, see if they'll go away. Right. So, um, 
sorry about that. Um, I, where was I? I'm sorry. So you had told your family that you had, you hadn't actually gone into labor. So how, Uh how much time between that and when you actually went into labor and what did you do between that time when you realized like, oh, I, I don't know as much about birth as I maybe should. Yeah. So that prompted me, I think that day or the next day, I had actually um, gotten onto YouTube and I was like, how do you, how do you know when your water breaks? How do you know mm. when you're having a contraction, what do contractions feel like? And your videos kept on popping up. Um, from that time where we went to the hospital the first time, I think that was June 2nd. And then I had him on June 15th. So, gotcha. you know, about a week and a half afterwards, um, we had actually had the baby. Actually gone into labor. Yeah. yeah actually <laughs> went into labor, which is funny because I didn't think that I was actually in labor. Um, mm. so I did, that's when I looked up your videos. I, um, I looked up like the phases, the three videos that you have on the three stages of labor. Mm. I looked up your breathing techniques and like, after I saw that first video, I was like, Oh my gosh, I got on your page and I literally just started like watching as many (laughs) because let me backtrack a little bit. Um, when I was, I said that I wanted, I knew that I wanted an epidural, Yeah, but I knew that I didn't want like any pain medication afterwards. I was like, I think that I can like deal with just Tylenol or ibuprofen. I didn't know if they like gave you pain medication or whatever. And then my Mm -hmm. husband was like, well, why don't you try to have a natural birth? And I was like, you don't know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Like you're not giving, you're not giving birth to the baby. It's going to hurt really bad. And my pain tolerance is so low. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be able to get through it. So that was pretty much my mindset, my whole pregnancy. And then Um, I think I'm a part of like a mom support group on Facebook and, um, somebody had posted something about like a complication that they had with the epidural where it like Mm. hurt their back. And I, that got me thinking like, why would I put myself at risk? Even if it's the smallest risk of having Mm. back problems for the rest of my life where I could barely pick up my son, like, you know, Mm. all these different things. If women have been doing this since the beginning of time. So that kind of got me thinking like, okay, I do want to have a natural birth, but I didn't Mm. know how to, and I didn't know what to research. So then that's when I thought that I had went into labor. And then after that, I was like, okay, I need to research to be able to get Mm. through this. And so that's when I found your videos and I started just watching and watching all day, every day for pretty much the two weeks. Now on June 15th at like 6.30 in the morning, my husband woke me up and he kissed me goodbye to go to work. And I was like feeling like I was cramping, Mm -hmm. but I was like, I don't think that this is actually labor. Like, I think it would hurt a little bit more if I were actually in labor. So I didn't want to mention anything to him because I didn't want him to get distracted throughout the day. And so I was like, okay, bye, honey. Like, love you. So I got up and, um, and I was just having these like, like little contractions, Mm -hmm. but liquid would come out every time that I would have these like little contractions. And I was like, I'm peeing myself again. Oh my gosh. And I was just (laughs) in this mindset where I was like, these aren't contractions they're just cramps. 
I'm not, I'm yeah. just peeing myself. And so finally at like, I think like I sat down on a towel and, you know, there was a little bit of blood coming out. And so I was like, maybe this isn't. And it kind of like got me thinking like, I don't know if I am. I don't know if I, I'm not, but I know if I call my OBGYN, they're just going to tell me to come in. So I'm just going to wait a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. And so finally at like 1030 in the morning, I called my OBGYN and they were like, oh, I did. I was tracking my, the cramps between, um, on this contraction tracker Mm -hmm. and it popped up and it was like, oh, this is false labor. They're not consistent enough to go into the hospital. Um, Mm -hmm. cause they were like every nine minutes, but then one would be like 18 minutes apart and they would be like anywhere from like 10 seconds to some would last like the 60 seconds. And, and so it's just like, I didn't know when to press start and I didn't know when to finish. And, and I guess, Mm. I I don't know. So I was like, I waited a little bit longer and then I called my OBGYN because they kept on happening, happening every single time a little bit more liquid would come out and a little bit more liquid would, would come out. And so they were like, well, you are in labor. It sounds like, and, um, you need to come in now. And I was like, well, can I come in? Can we leave in like an hour, an hour and a half? Cause I have to call my husband. He has to drive me there. Yeah. And they were like, no, I'd come in right now. And so I hang up the phone and I was like, I'm not going to come in right, <laughs> right now. Yeah. I'm going to call my husband and let him know. So I yeah. call him and he, he was like, okay, let me wrap up everything. You called at the perfect time. Let's just clean up the area because they they um, do tree work. So they were like, okay. um, they had to clean up the client's property. And and then he had to drop his truck off. And then he came home, which took about an hour. And in the meantime, the client that he was at the house, he was like, well, I have three kids. And since this is her first kid, she'll probably be in labor anywhere from like 15 to 30 hours And like, so don't, which is pretty, pretty common. So, I mean, that was like, not bad advice, but you never know for, you just never know. (laughs) I was only in labor for seven hours for my first, which, which is, I mean, I am truly blessed because I know that so many women go like have such longer labors and Mm -hmm. mine was kind of just like textbook Mm -hmm. and, um, my sister-in-law, is a doctor and she was like, Oh my gosh, you're the perfect patient. Like the way that I was telling her the story. So <laughs> that's amazing. Anyways, to backtrack, his client told him that. And so he comes home and, um, and he's just like kind of moseying and meandering around the house. And my contractions aren't bad enough. I was getting ready. I, I curled my hair. I did my makeup and did all that stuff because I knew that I wanted to labor at home for a long time. And I was trying to pass the time while I was waiting for him to come home. That's so great. Yeah. Um, There was one that while I was curling my hair that like doubled me over and I was like, okay, I need to sit down for this one. Yeah. And and that's when I called him and I was like, I called him another time when that happened. And I was like, I'm definitely in labor. Like I've never felt Mm -hmm. a feeling like that before. Mm -hmm. So, um, he comes home and he's like moseying and meandering around the house and getting his bag ready. And then like goes and walks the dog and I'm sitting there and I'm like, honey, I think we need to go to the hospital. Like I've been in labor for now, like five hours. And he's like, no, you said that you wanted to. And I didn't know his client had told him this while like, while this was happening, he told me after. 
And he's like, well, you said that you wanted to labor at home for a long time before we went to the hospital. So like, don't you think that we should wait a little bit longer? And I'm like, fine, fine. And so finally there was one, maybe like 30 minutes after he had already been home, I called him and I was like, I couldn't even get up. I called him and I was like, you need to get in the car right now. We're going to the hospital. I can't take it anymore. And so we get in the, we get in the car and again, another 40 minutes to the hospital. The whole time I was like messing with the air. I was like, I wanted everything like a very particular way. And my car (laughs) is really small. So, um, we had the car seat in my car, but it was behind the passenger seat. And so I couldn't like bend it backwards and that was so annoying so I like took the headrest off and I like threw it across the car and so I was like I was like in so much pain and that's when he tried to take the video of me and I was like please just shut it off (laughs) so I get to the hospital and uh, normally with this COVID stuff um or without the COVID stuff there's like valet at the at the front of Mm. the buildings at the hospital but now that um COVID is out and about, um, they kind of have like, um, they have the valet guys sitting out front, but they can't actually take your car. So Jake had to drop me off at the front and he wheeled me a, um, a wheelchair, but the valet guy was like, I can't touch you. I can't like bring you in or anything. And meanwhile, Jake left and went and, um, parked the car. And so I'm sitting on this wheelchair in labor, like, and then I start having a contraction and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm just sitting outside. Like people, this lady like dropped off her elderly mom and she looks at me and she's like, honey, are you okay? And I was like, I'm in labor right now. And she's like, let me go inside and get somebody for you because like, you look like you're in a lot of pain. (laughs) So somebody came out, wheeled me in, they checked me in. They brought me up to labor and delivery and there's like these security people that have to like buzz you into the door into labor and delivery. And Mm -hmm. they just, after we got off the elevator, they were like, again, meandering and like just talking and acting like everything was fine. And I'm (laughs) like, like, hello. (laughs) I know. I'm like, I don't think like, maybe I'm not like being dramatic enough. Like, I don't know why Mm -hmm. people aren't like listening to me and then <laughs> finally I, I started having another contraction because like between contractions it's amazing you feel like yeah nothing is happening mm-hmm. and so you know I'm thinking like okay why aren't they like being a little bit quicker but then I'm not a, in a contraction so while I had that contraction I looked around at everybody and it kind of like made me like my eyes kind of like I don't know I was just like why are you all just standing here like please just get me in the bed like I'm just I just want to lay down why are you guys just standing here and they started like busting out laughing meanwhile I start crying they start (laughs) they start like um wheeling me into the room and I just like throw up and nobody ever told me about this part that like you just get really sick and I guess it just it makes sense because I was in so much pain that um I, I just got sick. And so mm-hmm. they, they put me in, they took me to the triage part. They put me up on the bed and they were like, um, asking me all the questions, which Jake was answering. The doctor comes in that was on call and she goes, do you want an epidural? And I was like, no, I really want to go natural. 
And mm-hmm. she's like, she was like, well, they checked you and you're five centimeters. And she's like, you're halfway there, but are you sure you don't want an epidural? And I was like, no. And she kind of like laughs mm-hmm. and she's like, okay. And then she comes back like five minutes later while I was in a contraction. And she's like, are you sure you don't want an epidural? And I was like, yes, order one right now. And I like yeah. totally broke down. And they put in the order for it. And then they took me to the room where the delivery room. Mm-hmm. And um, meanwhile, um, they checked me again. They checked my cervix again. And I went from five centimeters to nine centimeters in like in the t- amount of time that I was in the triage. Because in the triage, they checked me. I was five. And then by the time yeah. they put me in the room, I was at nine centimeters. Oh my goodness. And the doctor was so like, fast. oh my gosh. She was like, okay, looks like you got your wish of a natural labor because your epidural isn't going to be able to, ki- like, yeah. if we give you an epidural, it's not going to kick in until, um, until after you have the baby. So there's no mm-hmm. point of it. And so I was yeah. like, okay, you know what? Whatever. And so I'm just like sitting there. The only position that I wanted to be in was like with my knees bent I had, I was gripping my husband's hand with one hand and then I had my hand like pushed up against my knee with my other mm-hmm. hand. And I was just, I wanted a completely silent room, which is funny because I made a birthing pay- playlist and I mm-hmm. bought a JBL speaker to bring to <laughs> into the <laughs> delivery room. So like I was all prepared. Um, I wanted complete silence. I didn't want like anybody to talk. My husband kept on making jokes and I was just like, please, just please shut up. Like, <laughs> like shut up. <laughs> so anyways... Then after all that like chaos and everything kind of like relaxed, I was like trying to fight the contractions and I was Mm -hmm. like squirming and kind of like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. I kept on saying, I can't do this. I can't do this. Mm -hmm. And then there were times where I was like, listen to Bridget, (laughs) listen to her voice, breathe, Kesley, breathe. Like you can do this. You can do this mama. You can just this is like the worst part it's gonna go away Mm. and that and I noticed whenever I was not trying to fight the contraction I actually could get through it like a lot easier and Mm. I really didn't feel a lot of pain because I was talking to myself and kind of distracting myself with like the Mm. affirmations Mm. and the breathing and then after I realized that I just did that the rest of the time. And I was at nine centimeters for maybe like an hour, an hour and a half. And then finally, you know, I started pushing, but during that hour and a half, it was like, I can't remember what you called me, called it. I think it was like the transition where you have like back Mm -hmm. to back, back contractions, like they feel like they stop. And so that was the time where I was in the labor room and I was just having these back to back contractions. And finally when like, I felt like I started progressing more after I had told myself, okay, listen to Bridget's voice. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I was preventing myself from um, dilating more yeah. from having like a squirmy and like a, like a, I can't do Trying this kind of attitude. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Cause like whenever I would have the affirmations, I, I felt like I could, I was like picturing him like moving down a little bit more mm-hmm. and moving down a little bit more and kind of just like, List like thinking about your videos and mm. um, and then finally the nurse was like, okay, let's empty your bladder, 
so that you can try to start pushing. Mm-hmm. Can you get up to go to the bathroom or, um, or we can insert a catheter. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, how bad does the catheter hurt? Cause I really can't get up right now. And she's like, it hurts really bad. So I was like, okay, yeah. I'll just get up. So Jake like picks me up by one arm and I walk to the bathroom and I sit down and I'm like, I'm about to push. And yeah. she goes, wow. oh my gosh, no, don't have a toilet baby. Don't have a toilet baby. <laughs> and so I, she picks me up. I, we like run as fast as we can back to the bed. I get back on the bed and, um, and I was like, I need to start pushing. So she was like, okay, do whatever your body tells you to do. Mm. And so I just start pushing. And, um, I think I was pushing for like 30 minutes and then she called the doctor and she's like, she's ready to go. And then I kept on like with every contractions, I was telling her when I wanted to push, she wasn't telling me. And I was like, I need to push. And finally, it got to the point where, like, the doctor wasn't um, wasn't in the room yet. Mm-hmm. But she said, you need to stop pushing if you can because you're about to have this baby. And I can't, I'm fully capable of delivering him for you. But I would really rather if the doctor came in. Yeah. And so I, um, I was like, okay. I tried to stop pushing. And then the, the doctor came in. The doctor literally, I think by the time that she came in and by the time that she left, I think maybe five, 10 minutes had gone by. Like she was in, in and out. Like we had the baby and then I don't, I don't even like feel like I pushed to have the, um, the placenta come out, but like it came out, she checked me and she was like, all right, you're good to go. And the nurse was like, oh my gosh, that doctor is never impressed. And I can tell you right now, like you impressed her completely. She was like, so while I was pushing again, like I, it was really cool because I was like, I can feel my body. I can feel when I need to push. Mm. And I was telling the doctor like when to push. And then they were, I was like, oh my gosh, it's burning. And they were like, it's mm. the ring of fire. And then I remembered your video and I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. His head's about to mm. pop out. And yeah. then his head came out and, and then he just came out and yeah. oh my gosh, it was like the most magical experience mm. I have ever experienced in my life. I just, I can't stop thinking about it. I, I feel, I felt so empowered. I was like, oh my gosh, mm. I just did that. Like I did that. I didn't tear it all, which I feel like I, I tell myself like, if I would have gotten an epidural, like I probably would have torn because I probably wouldn't yeah. have known like when to push. And like, mm-hmm. like the doctors probably would have been telling me to push because I wouldn't have known. And, um, so it was just really cool because it was like, I was made for this. Like my body, mm-hmm. like I was put here on earth to like make babies. <laughs> yeah, And it's just like such a cool experience. Like my body can do this. And I really, I know that if I would have actually been going into labor on June 2nd when I had actually peed myself, I probably wouldn't have been able to get it through it as Hmm. quickly, as painlessly, and like just as, it was just so smooth if I wouldn't have watched Hmm. your video. So thank you so much. I really, really I like, I share your videos with everybody, everybody that I know is pregnant. I'm like, watch these videos because if you want to do it natural, 
She mm. is very informative, knows what she's talking about. And your voice is so calming. <laughs> <laughs> well, it just shows how much education plays into your empowering birth experience, you know, whether you have it medicated or unmedicated. Um, yeah. But I think when you know what's happening in your body and why you're feeling those sensations, it makes it so it's like it's not as scary. You know, where it's like yeah. you said like, oh, I felt the ring of fire. And it's not like it was like, oh, this feels great. You know, no. it's not like that. <laughs> but you said, oh, that's so cool because that means his head's about to be born, you know. And so yeah. it's like when you know those things, it makes you not be afraid of it because you're like, oh, I know that that means, exactly. you know, those tissues are stretching and that means his head is right there and he's ready to be born. I know. And so it makes it so much more like, okay, I know what's happening. I don't need to be scared and I can actually mm-hmm. appreciate the sensations that I'm experiencing because it means that my baby is coming to me. Yeah, exactly. It was such a special, like, such a special time. And mm-hmm. like, I remember thinking before they said the ring of fire, I was like, oh my gosh, this is totally a tearing sensation. Like, I feel like I'm tearing. Mm. And then she was like, no, this is the, like, this is what they call the ring of fire. Mm. And I was like, oh my gosh. Oh, that's so cool. Like, I know that I'm like right there. Yeah. Cause I felt like I had been pushing for like ever, but man, when you start pushing during those contractions, it feel it's like a relief. Like you're not yeah. in pain anymore. It actually feels good. Like I didn't that's- feel the contractions when I was pushing. I was just like, Mm. (laughs) yeah it's just it finally feels like and I know every mom is different but I feel like Mm -hmm. a lot of moms feel similarly where the pushing part when you're able to listen to your body and go with the that like urge to push and I know a lot of Mm -hmm. first-time moms when they're like what do you mean by the urge to push like or the urge to bear down they're like what does that mean but it's like once you experience it do you you just like can't deny it like you're like I know I can't fight this anymore I know that's so crazy I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my gosh, this is like, this is like just magical. Like your body just knows mm-hmm. what to do and you're just along for the ride. Yeah. That's what it feels yeah. like. Exactly. It's so cool. Yeah, and I love it. What, what do you feel like was, was one thing or a couple things that you learned while you were pregnant that you feel like really impacted your birth experience? Well, honestly, like the most important was watching the three stages, the three different stages of labor and Mm. knowing when you're in like active labor and knowing when it's like transition. Mm. Oh, I forgot to mention, I knew, um, you know how you said, how you were talking about like the rest period that your body gives you right before you're about to push. Mm -hmm. I I experienced that because I remember like, I remember having back to back to back contractions And then there was this point where I could like, where I just laid my head down and I kind of like fell asleep for a second. Hmm. And then I woke back up and then I started pushing again. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm about to start, like, I'm about to need to start pushing because my body is like, like, I remember turning my head to the side and like being like, oh my gosh, I'm not in a contraction right now. How crazy. Hmm. I feel like I've been contracting for like forever. And now my body is like giving me this time. And so that was super cool because I knew that I was about to start pushing. And then, um, the other thing is knowing when, like when you're in transition and you're having Mm. those back-to-back contractions, the breathing techniques, um, Mm. 
because and the affirmations because like mm. when you're saying those to yourself in your head or even out loud um and telling yourself like okay this is this is the worst part the contraction's going to end here mm. in like a couple seconds like just 3 2 1 like just counting mm-hmm. to yourself and and you can get through it and it's re- it yeah. kind of distracts you but it also like m- empowers you and makes mm. you realize that it's not you're not in pain forever. It's just a temporary mm. pain that you're going to get yeah. through and you can get through. Mm. So that was yeah. super cool. And I mean, like I didn't really prepare myself. Like I didn't try to prepare myself to go into labor. Um, I didn't like have to do any of like the positions to try to get him like, you know, mm-hmm. in the right position. He yeah, was already really like was, low the whole pregnancy. Yeah. yeah sounds he was like he was to ready out. to be born. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't, I know that like you could do the perineum massage. I did that like a couple times, but not enough to actually help. Like I'm, I probably mm. did like four times, but, um, mm. that was, that could probably help somebody out is the perineum massage with like the oil. Um, yeah. but definitely just like the affirmations. It's just crazy how much your mind can influence, like, I guess, I don't know, influence, like your mind really controls how your pain so tolerance. your body. Yeah. And your yeah. pain tolerance. Exactly. Yeah. And I think yeah. about that when we're working, like when we're working out or we're running, like yeah. really it's our body. It's just one step in front of the other. It's lifting one more thing, you know, it's exactly. one more yoga pose, but our brain is like, like you got to stop. You got to take a rest. You got to do this, yeah. you know? And, and, and there's, you know, you have to balance it out because you have to listen to mm-hmm. your mind and your body, but you also, you know, have to know that like your mind controls so much of your body. And when you're saying, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. Your body mm-hmm. is going to respond to that. And it's going to say, oh, I can't do it. And it's going to stop. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy how, um, how, much of my life, this is actually affected. Like after Mm. I was able to have an all natural labor and get through it and see how my mind can play tricks on me and tell me that I can't when I actually can, like it empowered me so much. I'm like, I can do anything. And I literally like live my life now. Like, Oh my gosh, I need to tell my, I need to start saying more positive affirmations Mm. to myself. And you know, um, I can't work out yet because I'm not six weeks, but mm-hmm. like after I'm able to work out, like I know that that'll help me, you know, my, I'm going to have to go into it like with my mind. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. it, it really affects so much and mm. mind over matter. It's so, it's yeah. so, it's so true. Yeah. And I think that's so powerful for, you to experience, but for moms to hear as well as how impactful, you know, it's not like the birth, your birth experience is just a one day thing, but like you said, Uh it's changed your life in ways that you didn't expect, you know, and that's Uh really, really cool. But that also puts a lot of weight on the birth experience where you're like, you want to, as much as we want to know what to pack in the hospital bag and mm-hmm. know how to take care of a newborn, of course, because that's so important. But all of those things like, you know, what to do in the car ride on the way to the hospital, you know, all of those things. But then if you think about it, like what you packed in the hospital bag probably does not impact how you live your life right now, you know, no. but what you learned about your birth did impact yeah. your experience and then it followed you 
beyond that experience as well. Well, and I will say, I mean, I know that this doesn't apply to everybody. I didn't use a ding dang thing out of my hospital bag while I was in labor. I don't know if it's just (laughs) because I was so far into it. But yeah. I didn't touch that thing until we got to the recovery room. And I think I like yeah. wore the PJs that I packed in it and that's it. Yeah. And I brought Honestly, a big duffel bag. <laughs> yeah. I think that's so true though. Cause that was the same for me. That's true of a lot of moms. I feel like mm-hmm. you really want to carefully pack your bag if you're being induced because your okay. hospital stay is going to be a lot longer. But uh-huh. I feel like for moms who like go to the, go to the hospital or go to the birthing center when they're like in labor, you're mm-hmm. like, I don't need it. Like, I don't care about the essential oils. I no. don't care about like the I brought, jammies like, or the socks. Yeah. I brought my heating pad. Mm-hmm. I, um, there were so many things. I brought stress fix lotion to mm. help not stress me out. Yeah. And I so think many things. like if you were to have stayed at five to six, seven centimeters for hours and hours and hours, Mm -hmm. like maybe you would have used those things. Like who knows? So it's good that you did bring those things. You did have them on hand. But typically when labor is like progressing very normally and quickly, you don't really Mm -hmm. need those things. So it's just kind of funny hearing that. (laughs) It is so funny. Yeah. And that is true because I did, like I said, I know that like my, my birth experience isn't like a lot of people's, Mm. I could have been, I could have very well been in labor for a lot longer than I was. And I'm very blessed for only having a very, very short labor. And that's probably why I love it so much. Yeah. (laughs) I came out of it and I was like, all right, babe, let's try for another one. (laughs) But it just shows you, like, I mean, I, and I've heard conversations and been a part of births where mom's labor has been a few hours long and whose births have been several, several hours long. And they both walk away feeling the same way. And honestly, I think it's perception and the way you experienced it and the way that you were respected and listened to and you were able to meet your goals, things like that. And so I think because you were able to meet the goals that you wanted to and that you had the support that you had at least towards the end, not so much towards the beginning with the valet leaving you outside (laughs) the hospital. I'm like, why didn't you go in and like get someone? I don't know. I was, I was, I was so curious because I was like, why are you just sitting there? It was the same thing like That's the whole so time funny. until they got me into triage. I was like, why is everybody just sitting here? Yeah. Like, um, hello, I'm in labor over here. Oh man. That's so funny. Well, I love it's so all funny. The, it's like, a funny story funny. looking back on. Yeah, it is. It's great. And thank you for sharing it. It's, I love like the humor, but then also just the realness of this, of your experience and you know, the, from the, false labor of your you thinking your water broke and uh-huh. <laughs> you beat yourself we won't which talk you're about not that alone <laughs> yeah yeah that'll just stay here that'll stay between me and you and every other woman who's going to be listening to this well it's funny because I watched I think your first video of the um the podcast that you're doing mm-hmm. with me with everybody else um yeah. With your best friend, I think. Yeah, and Tess. She said, I was watching that video and she pretty much had the same like kind of timeline story as I yeah. did. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's not just me. Thank you. So yes. I did want to make yes. sure to mention it, no matter how embarrassing it is, because I know that yeah. other mamas out there like oh, will probably so experience. Many. Yeah. Yeah. 
For sure. So thank you for being a little bit vulnerable and being very honest and sharing your experience with us. Um, (laughs) Is there one thing just to kind of end our time here together, is there one thing that you would like to share with mamas who are listening to your story right now? Um, I would just say that just be really like nice to yourself and your body Mm. is made for this. Just tell yourself that you can do it no matter how much you, you don't think that you can because Mm. you, you really, you can get through it. You're going to get through it no matter how your journey goes and mm. maybe like don't be opposed to you know needing an uh, epidural or needing a c-section like kind of just go into it with all options are mm. like if anything's necessary then you know just with a really open mind and mm. um and just know that you guys can do it because if I can with a really low pain tolerance, then you guys can too. (laughs) I love it. That's great. And that's encouraging and good advice. So thank Thank you you. so much again for being here with us and sharing your story with us. Best of luck with this newborn stage. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work too, I'm sure. I'm just so so in love with him. I'm like, I'm like, please, well, today was the first really busy day because I just went back to work. And so it was like okay. super busy. But gotcha. um, I'm just like, wake me up in the middle of the night, please. I love hanging out Aww. with you. I love like spending time with you. Like the way that he looks mm. at me and he just start, like he just started smiling. And it's just so beautiful. I just like, I get so overly emotional. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm a mom. <laughs> yeah, but well, it is so thank- special. But thank you so much for having me on here. It's like, I feel just so just thank you I'm so glad that I'm able to like be on this call to just like thank you in person because I and I'm glad that I was able to get your email because I'm just like I'm such an advocate for you and I I just I really believe that educating yourself Mm. going into labor is amazing and you're definitely the one to be educated or to give the education (laughs) your voice is like so calming. <laughs> but thank you. Well, thank you. Of course. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your day. And I hope that as you're beginning work too, that everything goes smoothly with that. And that thank you. Yeah, you just enjoy this this newborn season. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Bridget. Have a great day. Bye. You too. Bye bye. Well, Mama, I hope you laughed and learned something as you listened to Cassidy's birth story. If you want to learn more about the stages and phases of labor, which tools and techniques you can use throughout each phase of labor to help your labor be easier and more effective, and you want to learn how to use your mind to guide your body in the direction that you want it to go, I encourage you to check out my Built to Birth online course at builttobirth.com, which is linked in the show notes of this podcast. Cassidy talked a lot about using her affirmations and control over her breathing to help her manage transition. So if you want to get your hands on your own affirmation meditations, you can download the Built to Birth meditations at builttobirth.com shop, which is also linked in the show notes. Mama, like Cassidy said, you can do this. You are built to birth. And I hope you remember that each and every day until you get to meet your sweet little baby. So thanks for being with me in this podcast and I'll see you in the next one.